Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. very interesting conversation with ragu shrinivas uh, i explore how he has built various bridges first from a personal change where he moved from technology to business or adapting to the changes and he also shares some of the anecdotes as to how having business as a spine of a, the body right it has to be strong as well as flexible or adaptable to change and he talks about common sense of vision purpose and commitment that's built over trust listen on to ragu shrinivas hi ragu welcome to software people stories thank you for hi, coming guys. here hi guys three thanks thanks for having me in, in into this conversation thank you so much i have known you for a long time ragu i would like you to introduce yourself to our podcast listeners yeah i'm uh, raghu shrinivas hail from bangalore did my schooling and did my degree also in bangalore and moved on to chennai for work i worked for hsbc as a strategic business change consultant uh, a senior manager and i have a family wife and a son 10 year old all right fantastic yeah so uh, you started as a developer right in the software side of things and you moved towards the uh, business uh, slash uh, business analysis slash uh, change management side of things uh, can you uh, share how did your initial years of being in pure software or and and uh, moving into the business side of things happened it's quite interesting actually because uh, i did my chemical engineering in bangalore i had no sense of technology or computers i must say tech, uh, tata consultancy services hired me early on uh, i think it was my uh, honesty in the interviews to say that i didn't hadn't even handled the computer uh, that got me through but i think from there it has been a quite a journey like you said i started as a software developer uh, grew through the a company managing projects all around devel- uh, development software development and primarily in legacy mainframe technology back then subsequently i think it was a conscious decision after nearly 8 eight, eight years in tata consultancy services and then followed up by with uh, my stint at rbs royal bank of scotland again technology delivery i think somewhere down the line when i was about 10 12 years into the industry with development i realized it is more of a decision to say okay i need to look at the other other end of the spectrum right i think technology delivery had given me a huge experience all around testing development implementation change management but all from a technology sense but then i wanted to see what it feels like to be the other side of the table at the business uh, that's what prompted me to actually make a quite a it you know you movements are not so easy in in any organization right yeah, there are processes to make movements between teams between departments 
and moving from a technology uh, word, uh, side to the business also wasn't easy but i think there have been people who helped me along the way to help in that transition definitely my colleagues uh, and people who helped make me uh, move that make that shift but i think it was a need to basically uh, have an end to end view of things that really pushed me to you know business analysis on the business transformation side in a way so you did the additional degrees uh, to make that happen to uh, from see uh, one is helping hand to push you towards but first is that resolution that yeah i need to do something different right i think that itself is a big difference so what may uh, what, what is there any story that you want to share that said aha this is something that i want to do see i think the one person who is very instrumental i must mention his name madhu sundar rajan he also runs a podcast uh, series from he's based out of uh, melbourne australia so he actually helped me move make the move into the business transformation i had a i had almost like a spark of uh, thing to say you know i was doing technology side pm kind of roles and i had done business analysis on the on the it side but i think he was a self driven kind of a person and uh, who takes others along so that is a a very good leadership quality that i think he naturally possessed he pushed me into getting my uh, uh, cbap certification back then in fact uh, sometimes i think in life people come into your life you don't realize that they take you to, an, to, a, to in a particular direction it happens all the time i'm sure for people and this podcast is timely because i kind of enter my 20th year of my career this year nice. uh, so i feel i feel a, a very nice uh, guy to uh, to be sharing this experience yeah but i think point number 1 i think was my inner desire to do something more than what i was doing that uh, you have that uh, you know typical dissatisfaction with where you are sometimes right i think you you want to do something more you don't know what's missing uh, for me when i did a self uh, introspection i think the uh, the natural thing that came to me was i think i was missing the bigger picture the end to end view and then uh, madhu came along the way and he kind of helped me make that transition right it is like a catalyst I, i must say because he was more of a friend i received it much better than what it in a typical mentor uh, mentee relationship i think what happens is you 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 be a real stifled more formal he would be like you know what the hell are you doing man come with me and we we did the cbap uh, course together he pulled in five more people and that's how that's how i transitioned but i think it is that fire to do something much more than what i was doing i, I was just missing it after 10 years into the career very nice in fact i was thinking it sounds like a mentor mentee relationship right for example when i moved from a pure software development to a more of solutioning pre sales kind of a world there also uh, one of my mentors really pushed me saying that yeah you are able to see this you you add more value here i think there are uh, i mean it's not that i, have, I actually have not thanked him after that so actually a lot of people in our world actually come and make that a uh, small change and say hey you know what you have skills here sometimes we have our own blind spots and they actually very true. help us very true very true i think um, if i look back there are a number of instances where this happened even within the technology career that i had early on right there have been instances where people have come in and exited and we do stay in touch occasionally but i think the impact they've had on me on my career it was not visible back then but i've been able to appreciate that uh, much later and uh, uh, i'm very grateful to many of those people definitely yeah very true so you 
speak about personal change and now you are uh, leading the change management, right? Uh, talk us through a little bit more about it. I know from a change management, I've been in that area from a agile transformation part of it, from a technology side of things, right? So uh, what kind of a change management are you responsible and how does that relate to the technology side of things? Right. I think what I'm, I'm, I'm right now involved is with um, large-scale strategic transformation that happens within the bank, specifically in the commercial banking space. I've been uh, with uh, initially with global liquidity and cash management, and then now right now with global trade and distributed finance. But fundamentally, I would say the sea change from technology side transformation, the way we view it, and from the business side is, I think the business side gives a more a little more insight into where that idea originates to start with right why why is it that is a particular you know technology change is required uh, in my space we don't do just technology change we we do process reengineering could be organizational uh, location strategy uh, kind of work so i lead uh, teams that do both location strategy uh, deliveries which could be process migrations globally between jurisdictions or markets and plus the transformation in the sense where technology enables transformation for the business process automation you know and um, uh, process reengineering replatforming kind of uh, work and so the difference to your question i think it helps give you the end to end picture it has helped give, give me the uh, picture that i was looking for right where there are many missing pieces of the puzzle when i was doing it on the technology side alone but then where the orig uh, idea originates what the problem statement is and then how that journey you you take on to realize what technology change is required and then it doesn't stop there right it it also i think the industry also has matured in the last 6 to 8 years if you see i think it has been very outcome based deliveries right we want to make sure that we are doing we invest money we need to see the benefits come through. I think, so the business side transformation focuses heavily on change and implementation, I would say. So we, so in a, in a way we start in the business side transformation, you start like a consultant, you then you become a business analyst, then you become a project manager, and then you become a change and implementation manager. In a way, if you talk, of, if you want to speak of it in terms of roles that we typically have in the industry, right? And then the change in implementation manager takes it to the point to almost like a portfolio PMO where then you start delivering benefits and measuring those benefits and ensure that the benefits are realized and booked. So your investment of say X million should translate into the tangible outcomes that the vision was all, all about. So I think the business side transformation, the change management has, I think, given me that space to look at it end to end in that sense fantastic ragu you are almost saying that you know how within technology you see one slice of things but while uh, from a from a business side of things you actually see end to end and start from that small idea and so one of the my uh, earlier boss used to say uh, talk about action and activities you can do a lot of activities, but uh, unless it goes into goes into fruition and long-term action, it sort of doesn't translate, right? You're talking about drivers and outcomes, right? Outcome, unless you see those outcomes uh, that benefit 
doesn't get realized so, and i think i must mention that in this whole journey that i mentioned technology is a, is a key enab- enabler in most parts i don't mean it's a very small slice it is not it is it is a thread that right, runs right along this whole journey because for poc we require technology support for uh, subsequent feasibility studies we need technology support actual deliveries functional specifications we need technology support so i'm not undermining the importance of technology in any way i think that is a thread fundamentally running like a spine across the whole thing uh, of the whole transformation in in uh, whenever we do technology transformation related transformation hey agri i think uh, sometimes uh, uh, outside skin is one thing but actually the spine is what <laughs> keeps us all uh, going right <laughs> if you have healthy spine you have healthy life talking about the uh, whole change right uh, we use this model of atkar to kind of go through the change itself but from a business itself right as a business model banking and overall financial sector has gone through i i shouldn't even to call it as change should call it disruption it's being yeah. disrupted uh, now i use google pay which has nothing to do with uh, you know it's not a, a financial company at all but i do have google pay and quite a few other uh, applications for my financial needs given that as a ecosystem or a macro context how has that changed your perspective ragu i think long term these days has become 3 years and 3 to 5 years i mean i don't know i don't want to use the word unfortunately but i think that's the fact of life today right any investment that the bank tries to make we don't know if it will continue to pay back beyond the 3 to 5 years mark because like you said disruption is so so imminent it's not even something that we think may happen it, it is surely going to happen kind of a scenario so i think that makes it very challenging you have to make build solutions that are future proof solutions that are scalable i think uh, so when we kind of start any of this journey right uh, or, or try to address a problem statement i think a lot of things that come into mind is how do we make this future future proof how do you make this scalable the business growth is at x percent and you want to actually make sure that this is a scalable solution otherwise you're not going to have a sunk cost of millions in just 3 years time you, you don't have enough time to get the money back right so i think the, this whole mindset of being conscious of that has become very very Uh, significant in the recent years i would say at least in the last 5 years in my career i would say outcome based also right in the past when i was uh, early on it was more about delivering delivering and delivering the code or the output implementing a platform or a, an application right but now it's about not just that you know disruption is coming your way you, you especially when it comes to uh, ui right we moved from an era where i mean at least in my career i saw mainframe cics screens to then java and then when you're talking about you know much more sophisticated intuitive features which again are not don't seem so intuitive two years down the line right and the expectations on performance also has gone up with cloud etc so i think it is it keeps you on your toes is what i would say it makes us look at problems more from a future standpoint right it's not about what we want today it's about what we want and which will be good enough 5 years from now as well at least 5 years so that we can make a return on what we've invested i think that consciousness is uh, inevitable uh, more than anything else is what i feel and that's the mindset uh, largely rest of it is the mechanics of it right how you go about doing it 
but i think it's the entire mindset that has completely uh, changed or disrupted <laughs> in a way in terms of earlier i used to have a seven year plan five year plan now i no longer see this i say okay next two years three years what am i going to deliver and how is it going to happen right that, and uh, more importantly what you said is as a techno art, um, autocrat if i can call you where you've been a technologist but also you are in the business being able to say okay what is what will be good enough for three years down the line needs a lot of visioning power right in terms of product visioning more of big picture thinking and everything how do you really get ready for such a role i understand you you are cbap you are a cspo a lot of those certifications you've had but that by in itself does it give a thinking model or do you do something else to get yourself prepared for that see uh, of course when there are bigger and broader decisions that are made right in terms of solution of course it's a, it's a it's a it's a team we all time uh, you know uh, we have the product owners who are extremely knowledgeable how it has worked especially in the last 3 4 years uh, because we are on a huge uh, transformative cognitive uh, automation related uh, you know uh, solution it's absolute consensus democratic open forums that bring about points of view and uh, at the same time once you 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 allow that space which is is not the space that i'm only responsible that i'm allowing it but i think as a team we have we have a culture in hsbc which which is nurturing that kind of an open discussion which gives you a lot more confidence in your decisions right uh, once you come up with certain decisions and options uh, it's a collective decision making that gives you a little more confidence if there are any doubts or inhibitions in the decisions you're making because they're long lasting you you have money uh, in play uh, which are accountable which each one is accountable for uh, from a knowledge perspective uh, uh, gayatri what i realized is my Uh, which is why i when many times when uh, uh, i have people coming to me for some inputs for their careers and stuff what i feel is going into business transformation from a technology background is immensely help because i think i'm able to challenge uh, I, i mean i'm able, able able to appreciate the challenges that might arise from a technology space angle there might be solutions that you think are oh, this can be done right but you know what goes into that because i know the nine yards of <laughs> what goes into technology delivery of that right i think that has played a huge role especially when i moved into business transformation because that was a stage where i was using my technology experience to completely build whatever things that were that i was trying to build on the business side right sometimes the business people who work purely on the business side of transformation uh, may not be able to fully understand the complexities also so i might be a little more uh, forgiving Uh, with technology sometimes which helps delivery by the way because i, I know the challenges but apart from that i think uh, being aware of what's going on in the market i think that is a conscious effort to see what are the similar solutions are there and we do spend a lot of time to assess what other solutions are there what is that capability where does it stack up versus what we are building right so being aware of that certifications on the other hand like you mentioned cbap cs cspo uh, and also i've done a change management uh, specific uh, certification i think those have i would say immensely helped especially on the change management side we don't literally take everything into real life unfortunately we, we can't you you know of a change curve you know people uh, when they when they put through a change they go through you know a lot of emotional things but then 
in real life to translate that i think that knowledge helped me build my own frameworks when i'm delivering change it may not be the template that they recommend but i know what suits this so it has helped me become more creative and apply things to fit for purpose in a way whether it is a framework or whether it is uh, strategies or uh, techniques and tools uh, so i think broadly i would just say these three things yeah so any stories that you want you can share without revealing the um, intellectual property of it any stories that uh, you said okay this is something that i wouldn't have done it if it's not for uh, having this a uh, level of unique background because uh, uh, when you were saying this right i'm reminded of what steve jobs used to say connecting the dots right you can't connect the dots uh, early on in your career but later when you come then that's when you all the your dots get connected be it uh, change management be it technology be it transformation or be it you know business understanding of the financial landscape any stories that you said okay hey i'm i have been able to do this because of uh, so and so uh, pedigree that i have created interesting question so i think <laughs> i think uh, i would say it is uh, it has come uh, handy in multiple on multiple occasions in multi- in different ways i think when i did my first assignment after moving out of technology it is it is a different feeling because usually technology sometimes we feel we getting pushed right we don't know why we are getting pushed what's the harm one more day or one more week delay doesn't make a difference i think there was an instance where uh, when i recently moved into a business site is ba kind of a space i think the technology was struggling to deliver and my my bosses at that point didn't probably recognize that there was a real challenge out there for technology right see what happens sometimes a good thing and also a sad thing sometimes for technologists for that or developers or is the business things you know everything i mean you technology right i mean how can you say i don't know what is going on right i think that was an instance where we had it we we were getting pushed a uh, big time for a particular delivery it was in the payment space and you know how that can be a regulatory change uh, in the payment space the testing had to happen so what i did back then is they were working on different floors so of course we were on this in the same building right so the business wouldn't we on the business side was offshore so i was in one floor and then uh, i said look i think they genuinely have a problem i'll go sit there and i'll see what their challenges are so effectively i was able to bargain i go down understand the challenges they're facing they were having a lot of configuration related issues and genuine challenges which i think there was a knowledge gap which is quite there but i think it's quite natural for any technology offshoring in a team to have it have certain knowledge gaps and it's not that everybody on the team has the same level of knowledge but then there are also some technical constraints there which i could understand being closer to that then i was able to bargain a, f- a week or more uh, but then we delivered that successfully without further delays otherwise what cap- what can happen is in this kind of a scenario people are pulling at each other and then you don't come the work also won't move because the constraints are there i mean they're not resolved right so then i tried to give my ideas to the technology team and we col- uh, you know collaboratively resolved some of those constraints and because i had some other contacts from technology world got them connected and then we got that results sooner than you know later so i think uh, definitely this is one example of course but i think there have been many such instances where you know 
appreciation for the challenges on the technology side has helped me resolve business problems and get things delivered on time uh, definitely and it also builds that uh, trust deficit right on both sides one is technology can deliver or, or business understands what i am trying to do and on the hardest also when technologies move into business is to uh, not give solutions right you may have uh, let's say you may know uh, that this the, this is a configuration or this is could be a table that could be changed or indexed and all of that how do you pull yourself back because uh, if you go go in and wear a technology hat to a tech, uh, to a seasoned technologist that is a put off like okay what are you doing right don't tell me the how tell me the why right i think how do you manage that part do you prepare yourself further or uh, how does that happen what kind of a mindset shift that happens it, it, to be honest i don't hold back <laughs> <laughs> but i think i see it in a way that technology doesn't think i know better than them but i i do i i i don't know i i always have believed um, i need to uh, put my ideas on the table whether it is worth it or not and likewise uh, the teams i work with also right i think even a new person who's very new to the stage has the same uh, voice that i i i do i know i know what you mean so there is there is that line where you don't want to frustrate the technology beyond a point uh, but i do try to make Uh, my point and to be honest uh, although i i've got myself far removed from the insides of technology for a while now my ideas get taken sometimes right and i think that gives me the belief that okay i still got the relevance uh, to make suggestions i have the relevance so i don't hold back on many occasions unless if there is a understanding deficit in terms of technology itself on my side i try to explore that more and challenge my own options when i when i still state that so i use my technology colleagues uh, help uh, to see why my idea doesn't work sometimes right or if it works why they have a different view so i think it's about trying to share and understand it more than you know trying to get my point across or opinion across uh, but i do i do try to keep it open i i don't block myself uh, from saying what i feel could be a good option cool very cool yeah this is also imminent also when we look at it as an ecosystem right it's no longer that in house built solutions only you are using right sometimes you have to integrate with external parties right now uh, all that, that that also is big change in financial sector right you integrate with other uh, parties or uh, yeah for example i use a recent uh, reliance uh, i went to it and they actually uh, in they have already integrated fully into a upi partner so it just gets directly comes to me and then the payment happens so i mean so it means that there is no organization or no system which in itself can do everything so uh, it has to just leverage each other's strengths how has that been any instances where you had to use both professional service provider as well as internal technology teams and bridging that communication or a business solution barrier oh yes yes i think it has been an integral part of uh, the work i've been doing for a long time now because when i was uh, Uh, with rbs we did have a lot of service provider uh, staff enabling our deliveries and programs right and um, again uh, later even in hsbc we, we we do have a lot of technology partners within the bank and outside of the bank and uh, i i i think the industry the market players have also matured and adjusted very well to this model of working right you have challenges right from integrating 
platforms to integrating people uh, sometimes integrating processes across the two uh, uh, sides it is challenging nevertheless uh, i think the fundamentals of communication collaboration are key because uh, at the end of the day i have always believed that technology and uh, tools are a means to get to something but for that to work i think the humans have to have a very very uh, smooth and integrated approach to things a common vision a common sense of purpose common sense of commitment and transparency i think typically takes it forward i think and trust right uh, especially when it comes to service providers there has to be mutual trust then people open up a bit more right people are more transparent with each other i'm 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 saying on both sides of the table right so uh, it is challenging uh, but i think like i said i think the players we are talking about have all adjusted it adjusted to this model over over the years so i think right now i think we are in a good space where that is not becoming so much of a constraint is how i see it if there are attrition problems for for example that we are facing the service providers are equally facing it the geographies are very similar uh, the challenges are so sometimes you can relate to their problems but you still have to find a way to navigate those challenges collectively right it's not that it's just their problem or your problem it's kind of our problem because it's it's uh, impacting a, a common objective in a way so it's not easy i don't know if i've answered your question but i feel it's a lot of these ingredients that take it forward more than the technology constraints integration challenges i'm i feel people are uh, skilled enough to overcome those typically in you have many people who who are capable of solving those problems look at it from more of a common purpose and say okay what is your common denominator and use that to negotiate or influence your outcomes right i think uh, uh, very very true raghu in fact uh, i am just realizing that we have sort of encompassed your uh, career in terms of starting from a developer to a change owner or a influencer and working across uh, without the organizational traditional back. you look yourself 10 years from now if you have a time turner envisage yourself or your you know and i say yourself not just ragu as a person but also around you how do you see that landscape changing sorry did you mean as a person or did you mean as an environment as an, an ecosystem right let's say uh, hsbc uh, a, a banking as a provider as well as, a, as technology enabling it uh, how do you see that changing or do you see that uh, really saying the same that just that there may be more sophistication coming in how do you really have you thought of that oh yes i think um, there have been a number of ideas we try to think right for every year when we go into a planning for the subsequent year right we sometimes get far ahead of <laughs> where we can go because the the purse that is open is limited but then um, i think we will i i i feel the industry where we are today we we are at different levels of maturity across the, in the sector itself if you see if in, the, if in the banking not all banks are at the same level of maturity when it comes to technology solutions and stuff like that i think there is going to be my view is there there first will be a phase where there will be a little more normalization happening where 
everybody has at least a minimum capability as we can call it right i think that itself it might take another 5 years and when we talk about minimum capability today we are not talking about small things we're talking about robotics we're talking about chatbot capabilities we're talking about uh, cognitive solutions we're talking about at scale cloud solutions and these things take time to build fundamentally right and there's investments to go with it we have a lot of uh, ecosystem disruptions in terms of covid and other things which has actually pushed us back a couple of years for any transformation to happen i feel why i give that time from my own assessment is purely because there is a receiving party to it the consumer whatever you put out there the consumer also needs time to adjust so keep keeping that in mind so 10 years from now i think 5 years from now is more of a normalization period or what do you want to steady state till we reach the steady state period and then we kind of have to take that leap from there to something more innovative and more um, machine learning to the next level for that matter and automation to the next level i think to to reach that minimum state which we are aspiring today i feel to to get to a steady state is 5 years and from there on i think there is no uh, a limit to be honest i think there is a lot of opportunity i think when when we sit around and look for ideas people come up with all kinds of ideas there are so many problem statements within a bank and i uh, think uh, there's no end to it and i think it is going to be very exciting for the next generation to be part of it because i feel uh, the next generation that is there today the generation that are there today and who will be there at their peak in the next 10 years or 15 years like you mentioned are going to be a lot more tech savvy lot more intuitive lot more creative lot more vocal i think one quality which the past generations where we were little we were unsure of whether to say it we had a lot of hierarchy to look at and stuff like that but in the next generation is more outspoken i feel our ideas can can germinate and um, uh, penetrate better when the, when there is that culture and i think that makes it very promising for the 10 years to come because more ideas will get picked up executed and people will push their way uh, to get it done is yeah. what i feel test and learn right uh, i think uh, one is the your idea and germinating but also understanding whether those outcomes that you mentioned right are you getting the right outcomes is that investment good enough we continue i think they uh, way fantastic uh, long term view i think uh, it's been a great conversation raghu i have immensely enjoyed talking to you in this uh, podcast any last words that you want to share with our listeners any advice i don't know if uh, advice but uh, i think what has served me well is uh, throughout my career has been uh, honesty with my colleagues peers with uh, uh, you know people who report into me my teams honesty and then i not stopping yourself from uh, exploring new things be it a change from a, it could be as small as change from a, one program to another change from one team to another it's usually like a uh, sometimes i i uh, used to think of it like almost like a pregnancy it's very painful in many in some organizations they make it make it more painful than what it is supposed to be and hopefully those those mobility issues challenges that people have had like i've had in my past don't inhibit people from aspiring to change make those changes i think people have to give themselves time to learn for a period but look to implement those changes because otherwise that that journey is not worth the while right you learn something for a year and a half you have to put that to use and then you go into a learning mode again 
I think that's usually my mantra. One and a half years, learn, implement that, learn, implement that. I'm sure there are so many things to learn, so many facets and aspects to learn in the industry. And whichever space, I'm sure people are on the software side as well. Excellent, Amrahu. Uh, honesty and uh, being a lifelong learner and having that beginner mindset. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time, Raghu. And wish you all the best for the last two decades. You've been excellent and the next two decades as well. Wish you the very, very... Thank you so much, uh, Gayatri, for this opportunity. And uh, best wishes to you for... Uh, you know, I, I, I heard you tell me that you have crossed 150 broadcasts and I wish your team very well. And uh, my best wishes to all the listeners of this podcast as well. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people's stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.